37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back and gather around. This is Pixelated Paranormal. And as of today, we have we have tantalized you with tales of terror for eighty-seven episodes now. And we even threw in a, a, a you know goblin dick. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of stories about phalluses and everything else. Yeah. Right now, my puppy is terrorizing her bed. My God. <laughs> Bruce is uh, speaking of dogs. Bruce is joining us for this recording. He's laying next. To oh, me, is so. he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we got Luna a new dog bed, and she's just down there going to town trying to make it as comfy as possible, I guess. But doesn't smell right. Doesn't feel right. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, if you didn't know by now, I am Sean, and with me is Preston in the passenger seat, as per always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you don't know much about what's going on this episode, right? Did you read too far ahead? No, I just uh, opened up the documents, looked at the the, uh, the titles of the news, and said, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I tried to Hit throw you fresh, off by babe. putting uh, nonsensical fresh. titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight's episode, we're going to talk about such topics as baseball, bagels, and Bigfoot. But before that, we've got some other stuff to cover first. Mm, damn. Yeah, buddy. So right now it is, uh, we're in Kansas and it's about nine degrees Fahrenheit. And for any of you European or New Zealanders out there, it's going to be about negative 12 Celsius. Which is fucking cold. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Also known as just fucking cold. (laughs) So our first story for the news uh, made me giggle quite a bit because in Minnesota, a lot of people were claiming to see some deranged lunatic standing out in the middle of a blizzard, clutching his pillow against his chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for, you know, oh, it seemed like hours people were watching this guy just out there in the middle of the snowfall, in the middle of this cold Arctic temperature, and he's just grinning like a fucking lunatic, holding his pillow. And because nobody wants to go out and directly mess with a man standing out in the middle of a blizzard, clutching a pillow, they called the cops. And when the Minneapolis police in a little town called Jordan arrived to the scene of the crime, they discovered the man clutching the pillow was actually a cardboard cutout of the famous My Pillow creator, Mike Lindell. Oh. <laughs> and there he was, your baby boy, in the snow, clutching for that coat, but he had my Johnson in his mouth. What the fuck is that from? Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I'm picturing Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, so somebody stuck a cardboard cutout, life-sized, of this guy who made the My Pillow, and they just stuck out in the middle of a field or in the middle of the street or wherever the hell it was. And, uh, yeah, people had no idea what the hell it was, but nobody wanted to get, you know, close at all to some psychopath holding a pillow in the middle of a snowstorm. Just freezing his his pillows off. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, if anybody wants to pull the same prank, apparently on the MyPillow website, you can actually buy one of these cardboard cutouts for $40. Holy shit. 
Well, up next, I've got another, hey, that doesn't belong there story for you. Did you hear about in the Amazon rainforest just a couple weeks ago, they found the dead body of a humpback whale? Oh, shit, that doesn't belong there. <laughs> Can that be our new segment? Yeah. That doesn't belong there. <laughs> yeah, so about two weeks ago, 50 feet away from the shoreline, the dead carcass of a 36-foot-long white whale was discovered somewhat covered in brush by some locals. And it was found somewhere in the woodland area of Brazil. And it's not too far away from the shoreline, but you got to think, like, whales don't usually come that close to, you know, the shore because of, you know, just how shallow the water is. Right, and getting beached. Yeah, getting beached, exactly. So they're saying this thing weighs somewhere around 10 tons. They have no idea how the hell it got that far up into the shore or onto the shore, but it was partly discovered because a bunch of vultures were spinning around, you know, flying around on a circle, uh, and people kind of walked over and haphazardly discovered it. And while some suggest it could be aliens, others suggest that it might be about a 12-month-old calf that could have died from eating plastics in the ocean. And many people believe that what scientifically will be proven is that it would have been dead in the water and then carried up by a high tide. Hmm. But they found it strange anyway, because normally they're in the Baha'i, the Baha'i, Baha'i, um, don't want to leave that out because that's just boring. But what they said is really strange is these kind of whales aren't usually in that area that mm -hmm. time of year. Normally they're like way up by Antarctica, so kind of interesting. But anyway, uh, what do you think, man? You think uh, aliens? Um, yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, I would say it's like... Uh, you know, like there's reports of like people like opening up boulders and they find like these perfectly, you know, preserved toads that shouldn't be inside the boulder and they like rivet once and die. And what? <laughs> yeah. So this is like known phenomenon of like these weird animals like showing up in places like they don't belong. So it mm -hmm. always made me wonder, like, you know, they always talk about like in the Bermuda Triangle and all these other places like the Devil's Vortex, like there's these weird like uh uh, you know, portals that zap you. Like, wonder if the whale just got caught in the, you know, in the the Bermuda Triangle portal and like it zapped it to some weird spot in the Amazon, <laughs> and that's why it ended up there. Huh. Interesting. Well, you know, there have been cases of hurricanes picking up like hundreds upon thousands of lizards and frogs and carrying them over like entire oceans and dropping them on parts of Europe that don't even have that type of reptile. You know, native. That was a problem a lot of times you'd hear, like, you know, years and years and years and centuries ago, really, um, tales of locust plagues and, it, you know, it's raining fish and all sorts of weird shit. And in reality, it was just some type of uh, some type of weather anomaly that carried these animals up and dropped them on unsuspecting victims. So maybe there's just a big hurricane and it picked up that fucking whale. Yeah, you're going with hurricane, I'm going with the paranormal portal. Fair enough. <laughs> I think your idea is a little more plausible because to me, like, that'd be a really shitty storm if it's raining whales. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining whales and I like it. <laughs> oh, I can't interject that song this episode because you two will once again block it. <laughs> Damn it, copyright. Yep. Yeah. But uh, 
In other news, that's not the only weird dead animal story I have for you. And we just talked about Kentucky not too long ago, mm-hmm. but we're going to go back to Louisville, right there near where our old faithful pal Rob lives. Something strange is killing local livestock. And I'm going to call this thing the Donka Cabra. Yeah, um, about a week or so ago, six llamas were found mysteriously killed in Louisville, Kentucky. And they're not entirely sure what the hell killed them, hence why I'm calling it the Doncacabra. But the woman named Nan Williamson said, something grabbed them on the nose and then on the back. It had to have taken several animals to take them down. They couldn't have been killed by more than uh, by just simply one animal. So they had six llamas that were. Did I say llamas? Yeah, llamas. Okay, cool. They had six llamas that were found dead, with surgically precise puncture wounds behind their ears, and on their backsides, like kind of like the um, their back right by their their tail. I guess you'd call that. Um, they don't really go into too much detail saying they were completely devoid of any blood, but they said it was very strange to find them all with the same exact, um, afflictions by their flanks and behind their ears. They said that, uh, five of them were found deceased and one other had to be put down because the wounds were so severe or it was just so weak from whatever attacked it. So just a few miles away from these six llamas that were killed, Last week, two donkeys were found dead under the same exact phenomenon and circumstances. And they haven't said whether it's, you know, aliens, wolves, large cats, or the donkacabra, as I'm calling it. But again, they were found with strange puncture, mood, uh, strange puncture wounds on their flanks and behind their ears. And, you know, some of these things were like 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. So what in the sweet hell is able to take down a 500-pound donkey? Well, donkeys are jackasses anyways. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Low, low-hanging fruit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, you think of this is really indicative of, like, cattle mutilation. So it's like they uh-huh. they basically mutilated all the cows and got all the genetic information they need out of the cows. So they're like, moving on. And then, like, what has Kentucky got for us? <laughs> Llamas and donkeys. It could be called the Lamageddon. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that people think might be attacking the donkeys and the llamas is a cryptid that we've never talked about and not even Rob has brought up, but that would be of the nefarious Kentucky devil monkey. What the fuck? That's what I said. The devil monkeys are a unique breed of nape northwestern ape that have been described being about three to four feet tall, although in some cases nearly seven feet tall, which are described as deranged hominid beasts that have sharp teeth, sometimes spurs down their back, canine faces similar to that of a baboon, and almost kangaroo-like legs. And these are rumored to be something akin to a chupacabra. Huh. So I've never heard of that, but they said these creatures are said to be bear-like with three-toed feet, 
razor claw, um, razor sharp claws, and tiny pointed ears with long, bushy tails. And they said it's strange because most of these encounters are from back in like 1934 near Pittsburgh and Tennessee and sometimes in Kentucky. I'll have to include a picture of these because they kind of look like a collie walking on their hind legs with a baboon's face. But um, yeah, kind of crazy. We might have to get farther into it. But uh, yeah, some people are saying that the Kentucky Devil Monkey might be what's actually attacking the donkeys. Huh. Yeah, who knew, right? I mean, if the thing's only like three, you know, three feet tall, sometimes fuck... seven. Well, yeah, but you think that, like if it was a little one, donkeys could just fucking like kick it. Like, mm-hmm, you ever mm-hmm. been kicked by a donkey? Fucking hurts. I have not. Have you been kicked by a donkey? I uh, one time when I was a kid and I was on a farm, I did get kicked by a donkey. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I got knocked, bit on the thumb the by a wind right out of me. Oh, me really? Like, <laughs> like a sack of dicks. <laughs> what? <laughs> like getting hit by a sack of dicks? I said, drop me like a sack of dicks. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what to compare that to, so uh, we will take your word for it. Um, I got bit on the thumb by a goose once. Yeah. Is yeah. That a, was that enough that you think to stop a devil monkey? I mean, it wasn't like a sack of dicks, but I mean, it would definitely, uh, I think it would definitely piss off the donkey at least. Yeah, make that I monkey don't, think twice. I don't think it was a flock of geese that attacked these donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but hey, while we're on a tangent of personal stories, I have to kind of feel a little uh, sympathy for the people that saw that giant cardboard cut out of the guy holding his pillow. Yeah. Back, back when I was in high school, I used to uh, manage a Pizza Hut. Um, through part of high school and part of college. And I used to deliver pizzas a little bit on the weekend. And this one time I had a pizza and I was driving up to a uh, southern part of El Dorado and the street lights were out and it was kind of dark. And I finally figured out what house this pizza was going to. So um, I got out and I walked out uh, of my car and I saw the guy on the front porch. And I'm a pretty, pretty friendly fellow. You know, I like to strike up conversation with strangers and whatnot. And so as I'm walking up this yard, I see the guy standing there on the front porch. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? Kind of dark out here tonight. And he's just standing there staring at me. Then he raises his arm up to wave at me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see you. It's dark out here, but I still see you. How are you tonight? And uh, still no fucking answer. And it's like an awkward, like, 20-second walk from my car up to his front porch. And the whole time I'm like, this guy is just waving at me like some fucking lunatic. So finally I get close enough and I'm like, all right, man, your total's going to be, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. And he's still just waving at me. So finally I take my phone out and I shine it up and I realize they have a wooden cutout of the silhouette of a cowboy waving on their front porch. And for the last minute and a half, I was talking to a wooden cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. What a maroon. (laughs) Well, let's get into the main discussion of this evening, Preston, and that's going to be bagels and Bigfoot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This one's going to be short and sweet, but apparently a woman in Michigan is claiming that she and her family of five lived in harmony with a clan of Bigfoots. And she says that um, it was not uncommon for these Bigfoots to come up to her backyard relax on their deck, bring them gifts, and occasionally feast on blueberry bagels. She said 
that this clan of Bigfoot, whom they lived in perfect harmony with, loved the taste of blueberry bagels. Now, I mean, who doesn't with a nice cream cheese? In the morning? <laughs> yeah, mm. it makes you wonder. They're like a good schmear yeah. on their blueberry bagel, <laughs> or or not. But um, unfortunately, even though they lived like this for several years and ate plenty of breakfast bagels together, she doesn't have any actual proof. Of course, she doesn't. They never do. Not a <laughs> right. Cell phone pic, not a shaky camera yeah. pic, nothing but their word. Yeah, I I'm a little bummed out, but uh, what can you do? And I'm really I was really hoping there'd be some photos here, but there's just not. There's a really great picture that they used for the article of a uh, a Bigfoot on his hands and knees roasting a marshmallow on a campfire, but that's about all we get. <laughs> oh, oh. But wasn't there that story not too long ago about the lady who? Uh, Lived in harmony with a clan of Bigfoots as well, and they used to bring her like dead mice wrapped in leaves and tied with like reeds and shit. Yeah, they she they used to bring her like dead frogs and crap, and then mm-hmm. um, um, she uh, you know, she gave them like tobacco and things like that, and then uh, you know, their elder was dying, and it was like this big sad deal, and yeah, she yeah. She, she fed them shit and interacted with them for years. Uh, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really great, but. It also makes you wonder how she wasn't torn limb from bloody limb. Yeah, you know if I when I when we move out to the country and uh, you know Bigfoot comes up to my back porch, I mean I'm, I'll share a beer with it. Why not? You know, get some blueberry <laughs> right. bagels, beer. Uh, it'd be Let's nice, kick back, right? Bigfoot. Let's, and I'll make sure I get pictures. I'll I'll uh, one up everybody else, and I'll get actual pictures of me and Bigfoot kicking it back. You know what? This might actually be the lady. Who had the encounters with those Bigfoot? Oh. <laughs> because, the, uh, yeah, yeah, scrolling down past a bunch of these godforsaken ads, it also says, when strolling through the woods, Bigfoot secretly crave a simple breakfast. When the Bigfoots moved onto her property in 2009, Ms. Pfeiffer started feeding them different foods and discovered their love for blueberry bagels. When discussing their feeding schedule with Discovery News in 2011, she says they get fish every day, a bucket of fruit, a bucket of dried dog food, but their favorite is blueberry bagels. And she says, to assure their neighbors she's not doing anything weird to the baked goods, she buys the bagels at different stores in her area. And the Bigfoots are a bunch of pranksters. Uh, They like to poke around her home's crawl space, knock on the walls, braid her pony's hair, and leave little... Yeah, and leave little stick structures around her yard. Well, that is just daggum adorable. But still, there's no goddamn photos. That's what kills me. Uh, Other than a couple footprints. Apparently she's found some footprints that are over 19 inches long. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Somebody needs to get Bigfoot on Instagram and, and help, <laughs> right. help brother out. Right. Oh, fuck. All right. Let's bring him into the 23rd century. Yep. <laughs> well, buddy, I've got a story to end all stories on this episode. And while I know it's a little short this time around. Dude, you have me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm thinking this story is going to be a real home run. All right, Derek Jeter. Lay like it that on baseball me. pun? 
<laughs> Not Derek Jeter, my friend. Jose Canseco. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> now, for all you youngins out there, first and foremost, Preston and I, well, I, I can't speak for you. I am no sport fan. I could uh, really give two shits about sports. Uh, but Jose Canseco began playing for Major League Baseball in 1985 for the Oakland Athletes. He finished his career for the Chicago White Sox in 2001, and he played for teams like the Texas Rangers, the Boston Red Sox, Oakland A's again, Toronto Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and the New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah. And this dude was like one of the biggest names in baseball back in the 90s, right? Yeah. I mean, he was one of those baseball cards you really, really wanted. Fucking Jose Canseco. And the dude played baseball for a long time, had a great career, real heavy hitter. But then his world was kind of rocked in 2005 when he admitted to using anabolic steroids to Jorge Delgado. Oh, no, I'm sorry, with Jorge Delgado, uh, Damaso Moreno, and Manuel Callejo. And this is all documented in a book called Juiced, Wild Times, Rampant Roids, Smash Hits, and How Baseball Got Big. So he was one of like the really big names whenever it came out that a lot of these baseball players were taking steroids. Mark McGuire, um, Jason Giambi, all these guys, you know, it was exposed that all these fucking heavy hitters, all these home run heroes were all juicing like crazy. So anyway, he kind of fell for what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. That was just my pop can popping. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so anyway, yeah, he, he kind of fell from grace there for a while and came crashing down. And while he still is one of the, you know, supposedly one of the greatest baseball players to ever live, he really kind of got boned there because of, you know, when it turns out that all of our heroes are nothing more than, you know, roid ragers and, and drug pushers, it kind of... Lance Armstrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so outside of baseball, he also went on to do other things like be a guest star on The Simpsons, on Nash Bridges, and he also went on to do a little bit of mixed martial arts. So the man's kind of done it all. And then uh, he was a contestant on The Celebrity Apprentice in 2011, although he quit. Um, You're fired. Yeah, he quit about midway through uh, after earning about $25,000 for his baseball assistance team charity. Uh, he left because his dad got sick. But Preston, why the hell am I bringing up Jose Canseco? Because he did some paranormal shit and you're going to lay it on us? He did some paranormal shit and I'm about to lay it on you. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Jose Canseco is offering five lucky winners... The chance of a lifetime. And if you're wondering, wait, what kind of contest could Jose Canseco be putting on? The contest is very easy. The first five people to pay him $5,000 each <laughs> are the winners. <laughs> the first 5000 I'm sorry, the first, the first five people to pay him $5,000 are going to go on a trip of a lifetime with Jose Canseco in his tricked-out RV... And they're going to go Bigfoot hunting, Preston. No, no shit. They're going to go Bigfoot hunting. Wow. Now, again, awkward pause. Oh, nope, never mind. I found it. So I don't know much about Jose after the baseball era. I didn't watch too much baseball um, except for, you know, the mid-90s. I actually think I have a first home run card for 
Michael Jordan somewhere when he played for the White Sox as well. Yeah, that awkward, that. awkward, you know, when he gave up basketball to go play baseball. Yeah. Stick yeah. with what you know, Michael. <laughs> right. I need to find that baseball card. Swoosh and hoops. But, <laughs> swoosh and hoops. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Jose Canseco kind of fell off the deep end here. And I'm going to go through some of these tweets before we get back to the main story. But if you guys want a little bit of uh, high strangeness, check out Jose Canseco's Twitter account. I'm just going to go back to January 30th of 2019 and go forward from there. He says, on January 30th, 2019, we are in communication with aliens with a very flexible body composition called the AI-51. These aliens are going to teach us how to try and travel the brain can physically travel without the body. Aliens have been trying to teach us how to time travel, but first we have to change our body composition, which we will not willingly do. We have tried with animals. It has failed. Time travel puts 42,651 pounds of pressure on the human skeletal structure. Can you detach the brain from the body and equalize the pressure? It could be done. Our science is totally irrelevant to aliens. Right! <laughs> right! <laughs> and then two days later on February 1st, he goes on to say, When you're in Vegas, play around to golf with me. Contact Morgan. 702-374-3735. When you're in Vegas, come let me teach you the art of power hitting with a baseball and softball. Contact Morgan, same phone number. Spend the day with Jose Canseco. Come hang out with me. Ask me questions. Pick my brain. See what I'm really about. Contact Morgan, same phone number. Then the shit gets juicy because he's still really bored. Come play golf with me and learn about aliens and time travel. And on Super Bowl Sunday, he says, I just time-traveled into the future. The Rams win 27-20. to 20. <laughs> Then he says, wow, after the game, what a lousy game. Those guys should be ashamed of themselves. I'm taking the alien off payroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the major, he says on the fourth, the major league baseball's trying to control the Mars, and again, no more long 10-year deals, and maybe five-year deals are going to be extinct very soon. One-year deals may be the new thing for Major League Baseball. The guy just sounds like he's out of his goddamn gourd. Yeah. It's like Tuesday, cocaine. Wednesday, <laughs> meth. Thursday, roids. Friday, astrophysics. Saturday, bender. <laughs> Aliens. Um, on on February seventh, that was a Thursday, folks. Cloning is illegal. That's why we cannot evolve into our next stage. Once cloning is legal, we will be able to purchase either bodies of ourselves in our prime, and once our shells get old, detach the brain, and then apply to a new shell OT body. In 50 years from now, only the rich will be able to purchase a new body. New bodies will come with all types of optional android or robotic moving parts. I figured out a way we could all live 30 extra years. 
one mini. <laughs> Preston, do you have any idea how you live 30 extra years? How can you tack on 30 extra years onto your life? Um, go vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I will spit out my Moscow mule. One of the many ways to live an extra 30 years is that you have to sleep in almost freezing temperatures. Now, I've heard that. To give him a bone here, I've heard that sleeping in extreme cold supposedly does boost an immune system and help you live longer. Huh. Now, Preston, what's another way to live 30 years longer? Sleep upside down like a bat? Mm, you're close. Another way to live 30 years longer is you must have sex three times a week, minimum. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's pretty easy. That's, I mean, I mean, that's that's enjoyable, really. It's it's the first bit of sense he said yeah. <laughs> in just one week of Twitter. Uh, he also warns people stay off the stock market for 30 days. Stay away from the stock market's particular penny stocks. Hmm. Stay away from Bitcoin. It has the same structure as any pyramid scheme, but controlled by one individual. Come play a game of golf with me and learn about aliens and time travel. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sweet fucking Christmas. Hang on. Okay. Now, guys, this is where the shit really hits the fan. February 12th. Come spend the day with me and my alien buddies. I'll show you a Bigfoot and a real alien. Call Morgan, 702 3743 735. Go on a Bigfoot and alien excursion with Jose Canseco. Contact Morgan again. Blah de blah de blah de blah. I'm going to open the article here. But now, do we have takers that like people that buy people, you know, <sighs> you know well, spread that cheddar cheese and are on that uh, bus? <laughs> That's a good question. Okay, so we're going to go to the main article here for DreadCentral.com and get into the thick of it, guys. Have you got 5K? You can hunt Bigfoot and aliens with MVP baseball phenom Jose Canseco. This is an article that came out on Valentine's Day. When you're a professional athlete, you're bound to have comparatively short careers. Even the best of the best can count themselves lucky to remain prominent in their respective sport for a decade. Maybe that's why old Jose here was talking about, you know, five-year deals, maybe one-year deals. Or he's just sour that he's a juice head and can't play baseball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good for men and women to have alternative careers planned when the muscles weaken and the paychecks stop rolling in. Now, lots of athletes have gone into acting, but former baseball superstar Jose Canseco is following a different passion. Paranormal investigation. To that end, Kensei Kenseiko recently tweeted that he's leading a couple of expeditions to hunt both Bigfoot and aliens. And seriously, it'll set you back only $5,000. And it goes on and it quotes those tweets I just let you, uh, let you guys read here. But in quotes it says, Spend the weekend with Jose Kenseiko for $5,000 cash. Only five lucky individuals will get a golden ticket. Oompa Loompas ain't got nothing on Bigfoot. Travel in, <laughs> travel in his custom RV to authentic alien sightings and proven Bigfoot habitats. Camp out in the wild, tell stories, and maybe meet a real Bigfoot. 
You never know what's going to be up, Mr. Canseco Sleeve. Food is included. Only serious inquiries, please. I will help you book your flights to Vegas and set itineraries. Thank you, Morgan. So what do you think, Preston? Would that be a venture worth getting into? Bigfoot hunting with Jose Canseco. No, because this guy's obviously like taking so many fucking drugs that he's just like <laughs> his mind and like uh, fuck, he time traveled and got the wrong fucking score of a fucking football game that everybody could have just guessed who was gonna win. Get out of here, Jose. <laughs> Go take more roids, bro. Right. <laughs> he goes on and says in another tweet, "Come step into my world, the Twilight Zone, the world of." Pure imagination. (laughs) (laughs) And on Valentine's Day, because he's, uh, you know, feeling particularly romantic, he goes on to say, if I were president, I would give citizenship to aliens and Bigfoot. Hurry up, Bigfoot excursion, almost full. The experience of a lifetime, call Morgan, blah, 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 same phone number. (laughs) I'm going to read some of these tweets here. These are replies to his hurry up tweet. What happened to the aliens? Is this a no longer a package deal? I want a refund. <laughs> Morgan wanted to charge me $20,000 to see aliens. Is this cheaper? And it shows a screen grab. Hi, Morgan. I'm interested in the group of 10 friends meeting Jose Canseco to see an alien. Could you please provide a quote? It's $20,000 cash for a group of 10. We know where the aliens are. Dude, I think we ought to we ought to send some messages to this phone number. <laughs> we should. <laughs> you know it? I think we really ought to. Huh. <laughs> this guy Listen, says, Morgan, I ain't got I ain't got to, you know five thousand dollars, but uh, I can get you like one roid. Can what can that get me? <laughs> you should come with me next weekend. We're going to get all jacked up on Red Bull and head out into the woods to look for leprechauns. <laughs> Somebody else says, Jose, we have said many times that Bigfoot is an alien psi weapon implant. You must fight it. We can help. Contact the Institute and Dr. Yamada can help you. Oh, wow. Interesting. I think we should just contact him and troll the shit out of him. Yeah. There's a badass shirt here, though. It's from Rotoware. It's the silhouette of a Bigfoot, a baseball baseball player swinging a bat, and a gray alien. <laughs> Somebody else says, who the fuck signing up for this? <laughs> oh, God, this is too good. I'm absolutely amazed that my 12-year-old self was so crazily excited to open that 86-year Donruss wax package and find a Jose Canseco rookie card. Still waiting on my payday. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. That's truly awesome. And then I don't see um, what else there is on here. He also warns everybody, whatever you do, don't take your car to Doc's performance in Las Vegas. Been waiting for three months to get a hold of him about the hatchet job he did on my car. Well, Jose, stay away from chop shops, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, man. And he's got a new movie as a documentary called Jose Canseco, The Truth Hurts. Um, But I'm kind of bummed out because I thought it'd be about aliens and UFOs. I think it's just about baseball. So, No. You know yeah. what? We should use uh, our official Twitter and, like, every Thursday um, 
because it seems like he posts all the crazy shit on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like every Thursday that he tweets something crazy, that we should like respond with something from our personal Twitter page. You know, we always say we have a Twitter account. We never use it for anything. Yeah, we got to use it for something. <laughs> All right, let me go in here real quick, and I'm going to follow Jose Canseco. <laughs> you think we can score an interview for free from this guy? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think if we troll hard enough, we can get the scoop on Bigfoots and aliens. Hell yeah, just followed him. Following. What should I say? I don't know. What was his uh, last official tweet? What's up there, slugger? <laughs> we have heard that you have the word on the apostrophe squatch and some other multidimensional Tom hyphen foolery. <laughs> What's the sitch? <laughs> How do you spell sitch? S-I-T-C-H? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> What's the sitch on the cross-country paranormal road trip? Now he's just going to reply back, contact Morgan at 305. <laughs> 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 oh, hell yeah. So yeah, we'll have updates on that. See how that goes. Um doubt we get a reply but you know what maybe he'll see it's a podcast and he'll just be like oh my god i know these guys <laughs> <laughs> oh so there you have it guys baseball bagels and bigfoot wow yeah good stuff you hit that one out of the park like jose hit it out of his career <laughs> you know i feel like it was a grounder <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Stephen couldn't be on this evening because he was actually uh, being responsible and giving some folks, uh, his girlfriend and her brother, a ride to the Metallica concert here in town. So a friendly word of advice, folks. If you're going to drink, have somebody else drive. Call an Uber. Call a taxi. Call a big Stephen. But don't call me because I'm going to be asleep. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, folks. So, hell yeah. All right, man. Well, that's a short and sweet one, but I think we're gearing up for a a pretty big show coming up on Thursday. We're going to be recording that and dropping it next week while I'm in Colorado. But, um, yeah, we're finally going to get around to that story that gentleman left us from the UK about his haunted house growing up. We've got revelations that people have written in about past shows. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. Oh, and I got a I got a, a sexy curse ghost story. Uh-oh. Uh oh, to butter the biscuits for that beginning <laughs> of that show. So. Okay, perfect. Is that that European story you were talking about? Yeah, hell yeah. And I think it should be known. Uh, we're gonna get back to some of that sexual hauntings through the ages because we had some pretty good feedback on that one, and there are plenty, plenty of stories left in that book. And then I've got another badass book that you asked me um, a little bit about. I just picked up Joshua Cutchins' Thieves in the Night, A Brief History of Supernatural Child Abductions. And what did you ask? Was that a f- alien fuck yeah, elf? Was, that, was that, <laughs> that little creature, is that like the resolve of an alien fucking an elf? Because that, that's what it looks like. Oh, okay, because you called it an alien fuck elf, and I didn't know how to reply to that because there's a yeah. child on the cover too. Um, but no, no, no. So basically this book I've, uh, I came across... 
is about the correlation, I believe, of, you know, alien uh, abductions, but also otherworldly creatures like elves, folklore, um, alien Sasquatch, any kind of cases of being kidnapped or taken or abducted. And he kind of wraps it all up and, and shows you that maybe one phenomenon is not too far from another. Hmm. And the case that maybe a lot of these creatures we're seeing are actually um, um, Hilder folk, hidden, hidden folk, uh, and not so much aliens. And maybe gray aliens to us are nothing more than elves and pixies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, pretty badass. So more on that later. I'm going to read some of that, and if it proves to be pretty interesting, maybe we'll cover that um, near or on St. Paddy's Day, That uh, the episode closest to St. Paddy's Day. Right on. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it, guys, on this episode. Don't forget, if you are going to be in Omaha, Nebraska, on Saturday, April 13th, you guys got to come join us. We're going to be with the Omaha Facial Hair Society for the Rock Your Beard Off Beard and Mustache Competition. And they're going to be raising funds for moving vets forward. And it's going to be an awesome chance just to come out, check out some really badass beards and mustaches, and uh, just really enjoy an awesome evening and help raise some money for a really great cause. And uh, Presto and I are taking our first pixelated paranormal paranormal road trip up there, and we're going to catch, uh, try to catch a haunted museum or two. And uh, we're looking forward mostly, though, to catching up, uh, catching up with Big Dobbs, Rob Bones, and then uh, Micah and the Omaha Facial Hair Society. And everybody else is going to be up there, so it's going to be a pretty good time. Yeah, buddy. Well, what do you want to plug, dude? So listen, if you want a beard and need a beard, if you want to grow more facial hair than Jose Canseco, oh. check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com, and he's going to have all the products to help you with that gloriness. And uh, you know what? Sean's going to hit you with the promo code. That's right. If you're going to be on the road trip growing that big, burly beard looking for Bigfoot, you're going to want to use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire purchase. And, uh, hey, if you're in person up there in Omaha, you can probably get some of that stuff in the flesh when you stop by and check out Big Dobbs and say hi to Mm -hmm. us. We'll be giving out free high fives, free hugs, and who knows what else. Fist bumps. Oh, yeah, fist bumps aplenty. So, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of us is not a hugger, so definitely fist bumps. So let me update that. We'll be giving out fist bumps and high fives. <laughs> Maybe a one-armed hug. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, awesome. Check out uh, our friends over in Colorado. Check out Fear and Fame, a pretty awesome little true crime podcast. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. And check out his backlog of video game footage, Attack the Backlog, on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, don't forget uh, to join the uh, Richard Jerome Tin Hat Society and uh, <laughs> check out our YouTube channel. Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> Let's make that official. Yeah. Let's make that somehow official, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's too good, man. That's too good. But yeah, uh, also check us out on Instagram, PXL Paranormal. We post a lot of uh, image companion guides and other whatnot on our Instagram accounts, so that's where we're pretty prominent at. Check us out on Facebook, and then uh, follow the saga that might just be unfolding on our Twitter account (laughs) with Jose Canseco. (laughs) 
I'm going to call it now. Spoiler alert. You don't have to time travel to find this out. Probably not going to hear back from him. No, we're going to hear back from him. But yeah, here's our promise to you guys. If we have not heard back from Jose by Thursday, let's give that that phone number a text. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to fucking poke that rabbit. Yeah, we are. All right. We're going to have our Steven contact his Morgan and see what's going on. (laughs) See if we can weasel our way into a free road trip with Jose. We might just get murdered and have our face worn by him to a barbecue. Who knows? (laughs) What what happens on the road stays on the road. (laughs) Probably in trash bags. In a ditch. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, that about does it, right? Yeah, we should just cut it there. Yeah, that's a good place to drop things off. <laughs> like our cold, dead corpses on a country road. All right, guys, we will catch you next time and pack a lunch because I got a feeling that's going to be a pretty long one. Yeah, it's going to be a doozy. Yeah, we've had a couple short uh, discombobulated episodes here and there, and it's just because the schedules haven't matched up last minute, we've had to kind of fill in the gaps, but it's going to be a fun one. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.